those who like power, the ones that love to stay in power, not even just individuals, but groups of people, entities, if you will, the ones that love to stay in power are always the ones that use survival as the justification for staying in power or for keeping things secret. Now, let me just say, I've been asked many times over the past 48 hours if I've looked into the CIA documents, over 1 million leaked documents. I absolutely have. And politely, you guys just got to give me time to go through it. But I was going to do another episode today. However, because of the amount of requests people have been asking for me to uh, discuss some of this, I figured we might as well just start today and get into it. Now, the reason why I bring up the fact that a lot of people who like to stay in power or who are power hungry or like to keep things secret from the rest of the world use survival as justification is because they always feel the need to present an external threat in order to keep things secret. Now, on a public level, we can use and say that terrorism has been exploited for that. Is terrorism a serious threat? Absolutely. But at the same time, it could also be argued and even definitively proven actually that terrorism has been used to justify and classify more and more things that the public used to be privy to but not so much anymore specifically by the nsa pentagon and the cia now let's get right into it so i'm making a little bit of a series here because there's just so much to cover and connect with these documents now i'm gonna jump right into the most exciting part so first off this document was not leaked or declassified recently it was actually provided to me and you can also find it on the internet by another source as well so i'd like to thank my source who gave me this they know who they are and it starts with carrot project carrot now what does carrot stand for commercial applications research for extraterrestrial technology now i want you guys to keep in mind this is a report from 1986 we're already going to make our first big connection this is roughly the same time that bob lazar was working at los alamos to try to reverse engineer that he claimed reverse engineer these ufo spacecraft now he said he was working in a hangar where there were nine different spacecraft, although he could not see all of them at once. Uh, very often they were divided into separate walls and hangars and things like this. With that being said, the reason why I bring that up is because this report, which has yet to be disproven, is extremely consistent with the same timeline that Bob Lazar and Phil Schneider had said the human, uh, or at least the United States government, sorry, was having some issues mastering anti-gravity and zero-point energy technology so let's jump right into it now when we go through this document what we're going to see here is it discusses overview extraction the way in which and the method in which the united states government pretty much takes and extracts uh material from crashed ufo sites and we can see literally guys honestly this document is so intriguing i can literally read it to you word for word and we probably have an old, a whole episode and that would be it. But there's just so much more to connect. So I'm putting the pictures up for you guys right now. The pictures of the objects you are seeing at this very moment are real objects extracted from the main device that allegedly makes these UFOs create some type of anti-gravity propulsion. Now, what's interesting about this report, I've taken the key points from it, so you guys don't have to read all of it yourself, but the link's in the, in the description. The key points here are a few things. First off, they noticed that each anti-gravity device or material is not exactly technological with regards to how we would view it. There's no wires, there's no components that make it work, which only subscribes to the theory and proposal that this may in fact be elements from another dimension, or just from another planet in another solar system that we on Earth are not privy to. Now, again, according to Bob Lazar, Al Bilek, Phil Schneider, so many more, there's allegedly 145 elements on the periodic table in secret. 
because as of right now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, publicly there's only 115 or 116. Now, element 115 is something that a lot of these people refuse to speak about, these whistleblowers. Bob Lazar has no problem talking about the UFOs he saw and all that, but you talk to him about element 115, and he gets a little bit sketchy about it. You used to, t before Phil Schneider killed himself, I say that with air quotes, he talked about he was very hesitant to speak about certain elements. Before other United States Air Force pilots passed away on their deathbed, when they made YouTube videos and had their kids film them, they were very hesitant to speak about elements. Why is that the case? Probably because a lot of these titanium alloy elements, which I've covered before, honestly provide the key to a lot of this technology that we thought to be something that would be, you know, put together by wires and stuff like that, but not even close. It is utilizing spirituality, vibrations, frequencies, and I know I've mentioned that a lot lately, but it utilizes that to harness very specific electromagnetic spectrums that can harness and allow for essentially gravity to bend around this particular craft or whichever craft you would like. Now, in this report, it also mentions that certain objects cannot be held up by these anti-gravity devices. Some are much stronger than others. But what really struck out to, uh, stuck out to me was the symbols used on these on this actual material now this is alleged alleged real material extracted from the inner core of the anti-gravity propulsion system within the ufos this is the same type of geometric symbolism i've been discussing in the past handful of weeks it seems as though this symbolism is not only ingrained within the deep aspects and um material of the anti-gravity device within the UFO, but it is also placed in many cases, not in all cases, but in many cases around the outer rim of UFOs as well, particularly the ones that are more flat and flying saucer-like. Okay. Now, we've established this. The next thing we have to look at, and th those elements and materials look so precisely carved, it's kind of mind-blowing when you take a step back and look at it. Now, let's take a look at this next part of the same carrot report, which talks about blueprints harnessing quantum physics, and the symbolism that has been used from these actual UFOs. This is not coincidental. However, this document connected to some of the leaked CIA documents, which I'll talk about shortly, discusses the fact that not only are they building zero-point energy and anti-gravity devices underground and deep underground military bases, that's probably one of the least secretive things they're doing at this point, but they are also, at the same time, even at an even deeper level physically and geographically implanting zero point energy devices all across earth and it is mentioned right in this document they are literally trying to make earth a flying craft now you might say dave what's the purpose of that what's the point well one of the main things here is that we have to understand that this may in fact be and I'm very skeptical here, but I do want to present this uh, perspective. This may be for the betterment of humanity because what if this was something told to them by these extraterrestrials saying, listen, if anything happens, this would be your last resort. These anti-gravity devices deep within the earth could actually make earth a flying, living and synthetic UFO in many regards. And again, we have to define the word synthetic. We have to define the word living because our perception of the way that, that we view these words is so limited and so in, enclosed and ingrained, right? Now, the next thing I want to talk about is the Caspian Sea. Where is the Caspian Sea? The Caspian Sea pretty much covers Russia, Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, um, Turkmenistan, and Iran. Long story short, this is not a fluke because some of these UFO reports from the CIA that I'm putting up right now discuss constantly 
about how scientists have been, certain scientists, mind you, within the secretive levels of the Russian and United States government are aware of the fact that there is a research facility underneath the Caspian Sea for Nordics and Greys. And it says it right in the documents. And again, why the mainstream media is not covering this, I think I have a few reasons, but that's for another discussion. Now, with that being said, I do believe that this connection to the Caspian Sea has to do with some of these anti-gravity schematics and blueprints that are being placed all around the world because it seems as though there is a shared interest with these alien beings and with not just the United States government but with anyone who is allied with the US particularly because it is more of a pro-democratic system um, that seem to allow for the ability to maintain Earth and even though these aliens have said that they don't want to get involved in our affairs, there are precautions they understand that they have to take. I would imagine this to be the case. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, which is probably one of the most significant documents I personally have ever seen in my life, and I'm putting it up on the screen for you guys right now, is from the declassified CIA document files. Now, we have to be vigilant. We can't believe everything we read, but we have to be vigilant. Now, what substantiates this a little bit more is that these are agent reports and testimonies. This is not something the CIA uh, a case officer wrote up on their own. So let's take a quick look here. And I quote, the file contains not only many uh, documentary, da, 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 uh, sorry about that. According to the KGB materials, a quite low flying spaceship in the shape of a saucer appeared above a military unit that was conducting routine training maneuvers for unknown reasons. Somebody unexpectedly launched a surface to air missile and hit the UFO. It fell to earth not far away and five short humanoids with large heads and large black eyes emerged from it. End quote. Now, before I go on, I want to mention that what you're about to hear here about what these humanoids did is extremely intriguing, but it only furthers the theory and proposal of the greys being energy vessels rather than actual living beings with a soul, if you will, or with a personality. And I'll explain that in a second. Let's carry on. It is stated in the testimonies by the two soldiers who remained alive that after freeing themselves from the debris, the aliens came close together and then merged into a single object that acquired a spherical shape that object began to buzz and hiss sharply and then became brilliant white in a few seconds the spheres grew much bigger and exploded by flaring up with an extremely bright light at that very instance 23 soldiers who had watched the phenomenon turned into stone poles only two soldiers who stood in the shade and were less exposed to the luminous explosion survived End quote. It pretty much says that the CIA at the end of the document and Russia have coordinated this report. Both the CIA and Russia found this to be accurate. This is an old document, so this is not to say anything new has occurred. But the document also says pretty much that if these aliens or beings really wanted to attack us, they could and we'd have no chance of surviving. Now, what's interesting is that when we take a look at the advancement of understanding of knowledge within not just the greys, but the Nordics and other species that made their respective uh, gray biological synthetic uh, drones or beings, what have you. What we'll notice here is that the concept of, and I'd like to give a, a shout out to Jamila at Fine Liaison. She helped me uh, understand this. The concept of being able to not attack someone because you know that you are stronger than them is exactly what we're finding to be exhibited here. So for example, let me reference to you again, thanks to Jamila, a Bible quote that a lot of people are familiar with, even if you're not religious, which is fear not what he, he knows, or sorry, fear not brother. He knows not what he does or something like that. Long story short, pretty much, pretty much meaning that when you're looking down on someone who you know is substantially less smarter than you, 
you kind of laugh at their movements because you know that what they're doing is not going to affect you. And you understand their their idiocy because it's their or their naivety because it's almost like you've been there before. So when these UFOs come, I would dare to say they understand that if they wanted to take us out, they would have done it by now. But when you're at such an advanced state of consciousness, you understand that no matter if you're attacked or not, the key here is to understand that humans, again, if you're an alien looking down on a human, does not understand or grasp the concept of interaction and ascension through communication. Therefore, they, I guess you could say they didn't, they showed force because they were attacked first. If they wanted to attack us, believe me, I would dare to say they would have done it by now. However, I do want to continue on to cover one last thing about this. When the greys came together and shapeshifted or hissed into a ball of light that then exploded, this falls in line perfectly with the theory that greys are either AIs, uh, drones, uh, probes, biological or synthetic beings that don't have a soul. This subscribes perfectly with that whole concept because the idea here is that greys whether you're spiritual or you're more into the scientific aspect it has been reported and rumored for years now that greys are simply energy vessels whatever is needed the greys will do they act as servants to these certain beings now i don't know if it's one particular alien race like the nordics that harnesses these greys and makes them allegedly there's other ones such as now just hear me out here prey mantis type beings or aliens that um Think of like a small praying mantis here on Earth, but just in a much larger size that are allegedly super smart as well, that also make their own version of the greys, which is why we see sometimes certain variations of greys, right? Now, the next thing I want to talk about, because that, that document in, in and of itself is extremely intriguing, so we can't, we can't deny that. However, I want to talk about how there were more references to research bases in the Caspian Sea, and there is a direct reference to Pentagon officials directly communicating with these beings going to their base in the Caspian Sea. Now, that doesn't sound far-fetched compared to some of the things we spoke about, but getting back to the big picture here, what if we understand that when we look at the fact that Earth may in fact be implemented with anti-gravity propulsion devices big enough to make Earth something in which can move. This would substantiate and benefit the planet to the point where the planet could almost survive. Because if you can move the planet, you can find another, I guess we could say, Goldilocks spot in space within other galaxies. The question is, how fast can these anti-gravity propulsion chambers really um, you know, transport the Earth? And the other question then becomes, how do you protect everybody on Earth? Now, I would dare to say that there's already grids and energy devices and energy apparatuses and spiritual apparatuses or frequential apparatuses in place to protect the Earth. Again, lee lines, certain grids, things like this. We don't necessarily have to have a physical barrier around the planet if the planet starts moving like a UFO craft. The key here is to apply that anti-gravity sense to everybody else on Earth as well. So you do not feel as if you are like moving in some very quick ship that whole concept applies so that while you're in the ship just like being or sorry while you're on earth just like while you're in a ufo for example you're okay you don't feel dizzy you don't feel nauseous you don't feel like anything's wrong whatsoever right now the next thing i want to talk about has to do with patterning and why do i bring this up because the symbols described within this document and shown within this document also have a regurgitant type of informative um symbolism within them that the cia refers to as patterning and i say that because when we take a look at this document that i'm putting up on the screen for you guys right now the cia says this technique of patterning 
uses a form of consciousness to achieve a des desired objectives in the physical, emotional, or intellectual sphere. And I can go on and on, that's end quote, but I can go on and on about it. But the point here is that there's a reoccurrence with the geometric symbolism that is exhibited within all of nature, the symbolism used on these anti-gravity devices, and the patterning document that the CIA released to describe what we refer to as magic with a, with a K at the end. And we can connect that to occultism, we can connect that to the Vril Society, we can connect that to so many different things. But the key here is to understand that it's more so a harnessing of elemental structures and frequencies and vibrations rather than that of some type of silicone technological device like our phone that is really going to help advance the human race forward, which is probably why the technology shared to us and given to us by extraterrestrial beings, which have allegedly been very small things relative to what these aliens have, but again, certain things like Kevlar, certain things like DEW weapons, these are all things that these beings know they can control. I think the problem then starts when you introduce humans to elements that could be harnessed with electromagnetic frequencies because once you teach them how to do that if you're coming from the perspective of a, a nordic or a gray or what have you that's when the real trouble it entails because it's very similar to splitting the atom once you let the genie out of the bottle that's it there's no going back but if you share technology that could literally be physically destroyed like kevlar or you know uh, dw weapons then there's no problem but if you can teach humans, which are very war and bloodthirsty and war hungry and greedy in many regards, how to, excuse me, harness certain elemental rocks and certain elemental alloys that are not on this earth, that's where the danger starts because then you're harnessing the, the um, energy around you. And then these aliens know they cannot control that. They've given us something that we've let the genie out of the bottle and it's not going back in. Which is why, ironically as well, there were so much more UFO occurrences when the, uh, the bomb on Hiroshima occurred. Because it disrupts the balance in the cosmos. And so it's almost like there's an understanding here that these documents have entailed to show that this symbolism is something much larger and something much more greater than that of what we think to be technology in the tra traditional sense of the word. So... It might not have been the most exciting episode, but because there was just so much to cover with respects to these documents, I want you guys to let me know what you think. All of the links to all of the documents I've been presenting in this episode are in the description down below if you're on YouTube. All of the images I showed you guys have come from these official CIA documents. So unless somebody can disprove it, and my, my, uh, my mind is always open to being disproven, because I'm not going to sit here and say it's fact when... When if someone can come along and disprove it, this is still some big stuff nonetheless. So please let me know what you guys think. And if you've made it this far, please like, share, subscribe, the whole thing. I never normally ask that, but this episode is a little bit more significant than others. So thank you so much. And we will catch you guys Saturday. Cheers.